one thing I never understood when I was playing like Call of Duty games like that, you know? Yeah. Because you're 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 a a service member that's like all often an elite squad. Like Soap McTavish, right? Mm-hmm. You're one of the elites of the elites of the military who can only sprint for three seconds. <laughs> Yeah. What's going on there? Yeah, and then now the the newly added Master Chief has a, the ability of if you press RB, you can run for maybe 20 milliseconds. Yeah. Dude. I don't understand how these elite of the elites of the greatest of the best soldiers yeah. in these games, they're like, okay, we need to make it. It needs to be fair, though. They can only sprint for four seconds. Then if you use the perk, you can sprint for seven. <laughs> Dog, what? <laughs> Come on, these people like they should be able to sprint for a while. No, nah, dude, everybody skips cardio. I hear no. that. Yeah, I, that's all I know from Instagram thoughts. That cardio sucks. Well, cardio, well, cardio one sucks for people who don't like cardio. <laughs> yeah. But as a track runner, yeah, <laughs> as someone who enjoys cardio, someone who my sport was running. <laughs> What we used to say and what we put on shirts was, our sport is your sport's punishment. Damn. Yeah. That's brutal. That used to be our, our tracks, one of the slogans that we had. That's nice. People, like the tennis players, would be like, oh, it just was really hard practice. We're like, what'd you guys do? We had to do two laps around the courts because the <laughs> coach was mad at us. It's like, oh, you had to do two <laughs> laps? We have to do a mile to start practice. Oh, God. We call that our warm-up. And then we start actually running. Ugh. So, yeah, it was our, our sport is your sport's punishment. I really like cardio. Mm. Cardio is probably my favorite part. What's funny is when I, uh, when I started working out a long time ago, uh, which, but so everyone, I don't at, at, at all anymore. But when I was losing weight a while ago, cardio was the only thing I thought of. That, like, that was the main thing I made sure to do every day. The other things I had to like talk myself into, but uh, I went down. I had a treadmill here, and I didn't know at the time uh, that I was. I guess like uh, people were like, "Yeah, that's a good idea," because well, I was trying to burn fat. Uh, so I downloaded an episode of Rick and Morty, uh, and I was like, "I just need to get my heart going." So I went down there and I'd sprint for a bit. And Is this I'd, when you I'd, died lower. almost? No, no, no. I tried to do that again like three years later, and then hadn't done anything. I just gotten over COVID, uh, and then I just uh, it was a stomach problem, but. No, I uh, when I was doing it, when I was actually continuously doing it, I uh, I enjoyed it. I, at least I, as long as I'm, I guess I'm like uh, the the housewives you make fun of when they have the, the little screens in front of the things. I, I needed my show mm-hmm. if I was going to cardio, so I just I put up my little show, and then if I knew the episode of something, like uh, if I downloaded The Office or whatever, I knew what was coming, and so I was like, okay, um, Michael falls at this point, sprint until that fall. And so I'm, I'm like dying and then he falls and I'm like, oh my God, slow the fuck down. I'm dying. Yeah. And so, yeah. And then I walk in, I'm breathing and then I know another part's coming up. I do it again. So yeah, it was nice. There is, I, I'm by no means a athletic trainer or anything like that, Hmm. but I would say if you want to lose weight, there are people who will say do cardio and run Hmm. running. You'll lose weight. Hmm. One, just walk the same distance Hmm. as running. Don't worry about running. Don't worry. You can jog if you want to. You can just walk. It'll be fine. If you want to burn fat, you need to build muscle. It's more about building muscle than it is about cardio because okay. muscle eats the fat. So uh, it sounds 
it sounds wrong because we always learn running will skinny you down. Yes. Like cardio will make you skinnier. Mm-hmm. No. Muscle will make you skinnier because muscle will take away the fat. Hmm. I don't want to be yoked. Though. Yeah. No, you won't be yoked. Just like do, do exercises that strengthen your muscles. Hmm. You can still be very, you can be very slim and very slender. And you, your muscles will just be eating the fat because they need nourishment. Mm. The, the cardio is not actually going to get you very thin. Yeah. Itself. Yeah. Cardio itself is not the thing that's going to do that for you. Um, a lot of times, card, you will get skinnier when you're doing cardio because your body will want different stuff. So you will start eating better because you, well, you, your brain's like, I need nourishment. Yeah. So cardio will lead to you eating better which will lead to you wanting to do a little bit more workouts, which will lead to you being skinnier. So people sometimes attribute it. Yeah. But I don't think that cardio is actually going to be the thing that makes you skinnier. It's very good to do because it will help your heart. And heart problems are a big issue, especially in the United States. Yeah. So cardio is nice to do because it will help your heart. It will help your blood pressure. It will help all that. Yeah. But if, if your goal is to get thinner, I would recommend a little bit of strength training. Okay. I was, uh, at the time I was starving myself. That's a very bad way to go. It worked though. I got really nice and skinny. Yeah. Um, you probably put yourself in like ketosis or something. (laughs) You eat more fats. Yeah. Like if you, if you have more fat, which also sounds like it goes against it. Yeah. But they did a bunch of studies on whole milk because people were always like, how do you drink so much whole milk, Justin? And you're not super fat. (laughs) Cause I only drink whole milk. And then people were like, well, I drink. I drink skim and I drink 1%. And how come you're skinnier than me? Yeah. It's like, because I have real fats, dog. Damn. Because I'm drinking the whole milk and I'm eating my butter. So suck it. Yeah. Good fats are very good for you. Mm. More people should have them. They help your brain. One thing that's really good for you, by the way, is people who, who move around a lot. And like people who, who nervously squeeze stuff like the ball you have in your hands. Yeah. That does burn calories just throughout the day. Just the act of little movements. Damn, then I should be skinny as fuck. I'm always moving my hands. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> you're good. Yeah, I know. I uh, I would attribute to uh, losing weight uh, when I was uh, going hard for a bit was goals. You know, uh, me and Linda had like certain goals. Like we get this done, we go here, we get this done, we order food or whatever. Like we get a certain thing of cheat days, all that, whatever. But um, uh, a big thing as well was while I, where I was working, I was able to get a chicken, just a nice big chicken breast and then I had free access to a salad bar so every day for lunch was chicken breast and that was like my big protein meal of the day mm-hmm. so it was it was nice it was a nice little almost it was basically meal planning it was it was yeah. almost a predetermined meal every day and it was really helpful so I I ran out of that option and then instead of working to find other options I was like ah, I'm sure the I'm sure the the running and the all that stuff will keep up I could probably eat bad food again and then it and then the hill, the downhill, yeah. started going. The running and everything stopped. Yep. Yeah. And then the bad food stopped. kept going. Yep. And then I was like, I just don't have time for that. Oh, I can afford like a little bit. So I gained a little weight. It's fine. Yeah. Cut back to the original weight. Just chilling. Probably heavier. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just just sitting there. It's just those goals again, bro. Yeah, dude. Gotta get them goals. I need to I need to start losing weight again a little bit. I know that my my clavicles don't show that right now. My clavicles are very pronounced. Like the, the oh yeah, yes, right now yeah. This part of me looks very skinny. This part of me isn't very skinny. 
It's all right, I guess. But um, <laughs> yeah, I need to get back into working out. I haven't been working out for like all of COVID. Mm. I was doing yoga for a, a bit of it. Mm. But uh, I need to do all that again so that I can get better rolls. Mm. Because no matter what people say, it, all the breakdowns, when they, <laughs> this is, uh, there's a lot of girls who are like, oh, they shouldn't be allowed to say this in the breakdowns and stuff. They're like, oh, it's, it's impossible for women's standards. Meanwhile, I'm looking at breakdowns. And it's like, must have six pack. Okay. So, not that. <laughs> must have six pack. Fucking shit. Okay. 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 Just going down the list. <laughs> and then they're like, uh, what is, there's this one phrase, frick, why can't I remember it? It's, um, uh, it's like normal to chubby. Damn. <laughs> normal just means like, you just don't have a six pack. Yeah. So I, I thought that was my type for a long time. It was chubby. I was like, yeah, I'm chubby. Absolutely. That's me. Uh, I'm I, chubby. See, well, that's the, so I'm not, I, 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 I know I'm not like, I'm not a big dude in any way. I like height or width, but I, uh, I know that I'm, you know, I'm not entirely fit. So I'm, I'm, I like to pudgy or chubby or what all them. So I, I remember when I got a, at one point I got management team. Uh, and they were like, all right, so we need to write like a good bio for you. Just kind of give a good description and stuff. So they were hell bent on having this one person work on my bio. And I was like, I can't just write it myself. They're like, no, no, no. We need someone to write it for you. I was like, yeah. Okay. Let's do this. So they were like, all right, we're going to have you meet with her. So that way she can write a bio about you. I was like, That's oh shit. Okay. This sounds like it's about to be a rough story. Yeah. So I talked to her about myself. Apparently I'm extremely self-deprecating. Uh, Cause what she wrote, I'm like, you met me. I'm not that big. What did she write? Dude, the amount of times she said chubby, big, do- uh, doughy, lovable, uh, so soft and uh, pudgy that you can cuddle with them. Like, the amount of different ways she what fit around the, the word fat. I was like, damn. All right. Oh, no. Like, it was like, he may not have six pack, but what he, like, we may not have a six pack, but what he makes up for it is in love and, and caring and stuff, or like whatever. Like, she was just basically wording all, like, so many How ways. How big was the bio that Dude, they made Dude, it was for you. huge. And I remember, I was like, no. this, was, this was, who the fuck's ever going to read this? That is not a good bio. You paid for that damn thing, too. You paid for I it? I did. Yeah. Dude, no, I would have told them to kick rocks. There's yeah, no dude. shot. Well, that now, actually, now my management, I don't give a fuck if they hear this, now my management are the people that are 100%, their Instagram got stolen, and they're, they're messaging people, hey, uh, my Bitcoin just got me 10000 You want 10000 10000 mm, Yeah. Like, they're, they're doing that. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. How far you guys have fallen? Oh no, bro, that's not that's not good management. No, yeah, they that's made me do that shit. But I remember I was super. I was like, damn, I'm, you met me like you didn't. You know, I I get that I'm. You know, you you can understand that I'm not entirely pumped about my body, so that I'm not like beefing it up. But you you the way you wrote me, she said like uh, he is like basically Jack Black, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not fucking the. I'm not damn, why are you take going to Jack Black's throat like that? Now? Hey, listen, he's buff fat. But he, he is not what buff. Yeah, no, no. Uh, so Tyler called it. I was um, my brother. He when we were watching Tenacious D or Nacho Libre. At one point when he's running, uh, his stomach moves with like muscle, and so he uh, he laughed and he was like, he's like my dad. And I was like, what? how so? He's like, I bet if you if you try to punch stomach, he could make that thing into a fucking rock. Like that is like muscle under the fat. So it's like he's like a fit fat guy. And I was like, it's so funny to see him do all that stuff. And you're like, dude, I. He's doing good in there. He just also likes to eat. Yeah. It's do you know awesome. Chuck Liddell? I've heard that the name. The MMA fighter? I've, yeah, Chuck I do Liddell, know him. Yeah, he's got the mohawk? Yes. Yes. Have you seen him uh, with his shirt off like for a fight? No. His 
his stomach yeah isn't like at all a bunch of fighters they uh, well a bunch of lower weight class fighters mm. they're just washboard right yeah chuck liddell stands there and it's just like it's like a little dome but it's <laughs> a muscle fuck yeah. like it's just muscle yeah but it doesn't look like it's not super washboardy it's none of that mm. hell yeah it is funny when uh when you're when you're seeing the strongest men the strongest men on earth yeah. Like world strongman competitions, none of them, none of them are just muscles on top of muscles and look like little mountains. No. Because that's not strong. Yeah. Like if you put a strongman, a uh, dude from a strongman competition next to the uh, world, what do they call the muscle competitions? Like, Something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like I, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and those kind of guys mm-hmm. where their muscles have muscles. Where like, they dehydrate themselves for a while so yeah. their veins pop out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the uh, one big difference you'll see is those guys, they're shaped like a Dorito. <laughs> like it just comes in. <laughs> it's like a little triangle coming into their waist. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it looks so good. Yeah. You will never see a Dorito strong, man. They're, they're, a, they're a parallel lines just straight up and down. Yeah. It's like... Uh, uh, what is a food that's just a slab? Oh, gee, uh, a, a cucumber. There, that's a cylinder. Damn it! Uh, they're like a they're like a a cheese ball, a cheese brick. They're like a brick of cheese. cheese. <laughs> yeah, bro. So, so world strongmen are like a brick of cheese. Yeah, they just go. It's like their their neck is a parallel line, and then it goes out to the shoulders, and from there to their feet is just. Phew, Two straight lines. Nothing goes in. All right? That's strength. Yeah. That is strength. Yeah. Dorito breaks so easily. Have you ever tried to rip a cheese bar in half? Dude. You failed. Nine (laughs) times out of ten, you failed without heat. Dude, the uh, I love the. There's like a, a a big thing on TikTok with like really skinny like the washboard abs guys and stuff. He'll he'll like go and he tries to rip the shirt off the girl, oh, yeah. and he, he always fucks up. He has to do like three times, and then it will cut to like this actual like big dad bod dude, and he's like, dude, and you see him with like barely any form of restraint here, just obliterate a shirt. Just at that thing is just just ruined. And then I love like. <laughs> you see in the comments, <laughs> women are like, this is fucking amazing. And it makes me, I'm like, yeah. What they don't tell you is that shirt has been too small for the last three years <laughs> and the buttons have been struggling. They were already about to pop. Yeah, Those dude. buttons been struggling for a long time. Dude, you know, speaking of clothes that like, like instead of just like uh, ripping them off, you know, what's bullshit ripping a necklace off. Movies make it look so easy. I just want to throw it out there. I remember when I was younger, I was I was like 15, and I saw like someone just like walk up, and they're like, "You don't have that boy." And the movie, and they ripped it off with like barely anything. And I was like, "That's, a, that's some fucking bullshit right there." I was wearing a necklace, and I was like, oh, "Ow!" <laughs> Dude, what the? Fu- I really tried to break I it, mean, and I hurt so bad. I was like, "What?" Depending the on the fuck? clasp, it ain't that hard, bro. I think it was is that I I definitely didn't have the the link of the chain, which is the weakest part. I didn't have that in the back. Oh, no, so it's I over. So I just pulled on leather, and I was like, oh, God. Yeah. But that goes to show you in the in the movie, what if that guy ripping that chain off didn't have the link in the back? He just yanks on the dude's neck. I'd be like, ow, what well, the Well, there's uh, uh, Michael Crabtree and uh, Aqib Tlaib in the NFL years ago. Michael Crabtree was on the Raiders, and Aqib Tlaib was on the uh, – Was I think he was on the Broncos. At the no, he, no, he was on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at this time. Oh, was it Tampa? Whatever it was. Aqib Tlaib, uh, Michael Crabtree, bad blood between them. Michael Crabtree had a chain on, like gold chain with diamonds on it and everything during the game. 
And they're going back and forth. Aqib Tlaib is a cornerback, so he's playing defense. Michael Crabtree, wide receiver. Okay. Uh, they're hand fighting in the end zone at one point. Plays over. They're still going. And Aqib Tlaib just grabs the chain, rips it off his body. Damn. And then starts walking away. And that happens a few times in the NFL. Okay. Where somebody just rips the other person's chain off their neck. Damn. And it's so crazy, but even watching it, it's like you're spitting in their face. <laughs> to rip a necklace off somebody's body seems like the biggest disrespect that I can possibly think of. Yeah, because I think there's like this level of like, now I can't even put that on now. That's fucking broken. Well, and it's like you have no idea what that necklace should. I don't wear necklaces often. Yeah. The necklace I wear the most is my, the dog that I had since I was in second grade until he passed away when I was in college. Mm -hmm. I wear his tags as yeah. a necklace sometimes. That's like the only necklace I wear. You have no idea what somebody's necklace is. Yeah. If somebody ripped Max's tags off my neck. It's hands. I'd kill them and I'd go to prison. <laughs> Fuck or I would fight them until they had to kill me. Yeah. Uh, there, it wouldn't be. There, I would. I, pro I probably wouldn't even know what I was doing. Yeah. If you ripped that off my neck. Yeah. It would be a different level. I was going to say a, of, a, perfect, anger. a perfect ability of just being like, your honor, I just saw red. I don't know what happened. Uh, yeah, it was insanity. over. It was over. Yeah. I, I I don't know what would happen. I would I would just not stop. Yeah, it'd be like they'd be on the ground. I would have knocked them out, <laughs> and it would just still be on the ground. I just damn. There's no. I, it would be over. It's yeah. like if you do anything to my sister, bro. Mm. It would be Justin's gone. Yeah. There's now a person here yeah. that is just anger. That's all they are. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like ripping somebody's necklace off. I don't know. I guess it's only me. The only necklaces I have are very meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. So my assumption is that necklaces are meaningful for some reason. Mm. But if you just rip somebody's necklace off, bro, yeah, it seems so disrespectful. One hundred percent. Because I mean, yeah. Also, like necklaces are close to your heart, so it's also, I don't know. It's like a level of, it, it's very big kind of power move to if you're ripping someone's necklace off, it's you're showing that you can reach right next to their heart and pull something off of them. Ruining not only their clothes, but also wrecking something that they held very close to them. And then I'm assuming either keeping it or you toss that thing on the floor. You yeah. don't like hand it back to them. You, you, oh, no, you, shit you, don't, you don't just go up to someone and be like, you know what, you piece of shit. Here you go. Got something <laughs> yeah, bro, you're not ripping a necklace off to give it back. Yeah. No yeah. shot. Yeah. Because if somebody ripped like a bracelet off, I would think it was an accident. I'd be like, what happened? <laughs> is everyone okay? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. A ring would be wild because you got to, like, you're choosing to take somebody's ring off their hand. That'd be really hard to get That'd away with. That'd be crazy to do. Like, what, who would just going to sit there and just let that go? That's a fight because you're going to move your hand. You're not letting that. That's a ring. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're really good at, like, you know, uh, what's, um, like, pickpocketing. Are you just like. I don't even think a pickpocketer is about to try. Yeah. Rings. Yeah. Because you have to find somebody whose ring, you know how like people who've been married for a very long time, mm -hmm. that ring doesn't move no, and yeah. it's telling that it hasn't moved. <laughs> like you see half the ring now. Yeah. Because it's getting uh, Dunlopped. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. Well, it's like, I always, I always think people, people who have gauged ears or nose piercings or something, never pick fights. Dude, that's the first you guys thing need I to think. stay away from fights. Because yeah. if, if you come up with your ears gauged, 
picking a fight with me, the first thing I do is I put both an index finger in each hole and I rip. Yeah. It's just the first thing I do. Boys, yeah. People are like, that's unfair. You shouldn't do that in fights. You know what you do in fights? You win fights. Yeah. Fights aren't about like moral victories, dog. Yeah. I look around if there's a brick or a pole or something, I'm smacking <laughs> you with it. People are like, you can't kick in a fight. Dude, I'm kicking you inside of the head as hard as I can. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to fight honorably. Yeah. On the street. The fuck? I'm going to win the fight. Absolutely. Yeah. This is also coming from a guy who's never been in a fight. Like me. That's why I was like, I can't, I'm over here agreeing. Like, ah, yeah, no, you, st- yeah, I'd use a brick. You know, I've, I've, I've never been in a fight. But I think that you can, you, case in point that you should grab whatever you can. Oh, I'm 100%. Yeah, gra- I would not rely on my ability of to of over, yeah, overcoming like, my opponent. Someone who's never fought and someone who's never done martial arts or anything, yeah. don't, don't think like, your prowess with your hands is going to get you <laughs> yeah. through that fight. Yeah. Like you need to grab anything around you to, to win that fight. And that's what a street fight is. You, it's about winning. It's not about being awesome. It's not yeah. about, oh, dude, my grappling was so freaking good, wasn't it? Yeah. No. Nobody cares because <laughs> no. they're going to stomp your head if, uh, if your grappling's not good. Yeah. So don't worry about any of that. Just win. Mm-hmm. Which is like. A mentality that I think people should have, not necessarily win, but just try and do your best in most everything. Yeah. Right? So if it's your job or if it's your passion or if it's just anything like that, if you like it, you should go into it and toss yourself in Mm -hmm. and do everything that you can. If that's looking up how to do stuff better, like with art. Yeah. Like, don't just stare at Krita. If anybody's out there, they get photoshopped for the first time. Don't just fucking stare at it and be like, oh, I'll brute force these buttons <laughs> until something looks good. No, use every tool at your disposal, YouTube videos, everything to try yeah. to figure out exactly what's going on. Um, yeah. And I think that's a little bit of uh, of what's going on in the anime that we're doing today. I forgot what it's called. It's called like, uh, it has multiple names, but it's on Mal, it's. A very long one on Crunchyroll. It's like heroines uh, run the something. Do you have a right uh, To become a real heroine, the unpopular girl, and the secret task. See, that's the one that Mal says. That's not the one that yeah. Crunchyroll says. Yeah. The, can the, you the, oh, just open the Crunchyroll? Sure can. it's on right now. Um, it is right now. Oh, you, his TV takes. I'm sorry. A year and a half. Heroines run the show. Much easier to say. Oh, the main character has short hair. She does. Yes. But uh, one thing that, w- what I read in the description is she's a track runner and she goes to a different place and she's following her passion of track. And while she's doing that, she wants to get a side job and she wants to be in clubs at school and she finds a, a different passion. Um, so just always like attack the passion that you have and use everything at your disposal to, to get yourself further in whatever passion or job or thing that you want in life. Just like if you're getting into a fight, grab whatever weapon you can and fucking win. <laughs> Perfect. Do it. She, oh, she she wants to. Oh, do it. Ew, really bad for him. I had no lenses. What are you doing? <laughs> Weren't you in prison last night? Oh, just yeah. <gasps> I was, she was joking. She was actually gonna fucking. Say oh my it. gosh. Dude, what a bro coming in here. He's from America. He's blonde. Yeah, everyone knows. 
she has no tact, man. She just <laughs> she just bulldozes her way through everything. <laughs> Trying to be secret. It's Tim! <gasps> oh! Daggers! Daggers! <laughs> if looks could kill, she would be in pieces right now. Dude, oh my holy gosh. Shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I want to do that in my next job audition. <laughs> my next audition. My next job interview. I needed to live. Uchiha. You're the girl with les lenses. With what? N uh, nothing. <laughs> I've never seen lenses and glasses before. I've seen a lot of glasses. <laughs> uh, yo? 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 Why did they choose? I'm horrified right now. <laughs> what is that? Jesus Christ, Yo. <laughs> Yo. Yo. <laughs> like, be concerned with what your friend's getting <laughs> saying yo about. Oh, man. Oh, they're going to try to make her quit. Oh, she won't. <laughs> she will. She not. has way too much get up and go. Yeah, I love her spirit, bro. I love it. I can't wait for it to be broken. She's a. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. Uh, you, have you ever seen? Uh, <laughs> have you? Have you? Have you ever seen The Exorcist? Yeah. I'm gonna do to your neck what she does to her own. <laughs> Jesus. All right. How dare you? She is a lovely girl. She's she will girl. never give up. She will never surrender. She will always push forward to do what's in the best interest of her and her family and the people around her. And you just have to you just have to come at her like that. Hey, first of all, I'm like I'm like life, okay? And life's gonna come at her hard. But I will agree, she's got the gumption to take it on. Yeah. Yeah. I really love that little moment with her talking to her mom and her mom was just you know, doing the mom thing, like, no, like don't we'll figure it out. Like you can't let the kid know that's like like what she really wanted to say, it's like, Are you guys are you guys gonna be okay? No. We have no idea how we're making it to the end of the month. Dad can't work. I'm, I, I haven't had a job in a while. It's just not happening. But we'll figure it out. Well, yeah, because there's four other kids. Yeah, dude. How can she oh. have a job? And she was the oldest, right? I that was mom. No, no, no. I mean, the, the main character girl. Is, yeah, she's, she's the, oldest the oldest of them. Yeah. She's so, the only one gone now. Yeah, dude. That's, their troubles are just beginning because they got, yeah, middle school. Elementary and middle. That's right. where the other ones are going. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's mom's like, And she just year. immediately... I've decided. Yeah. I'm getting a job. That's so sick. That's like that. dope. By the way, just so we're clear, it's $15 an hour. Oh, you did? Oh, nice. Okay. You can pretty much just move the decimal place over. Okay. It's so like 2000 is $20. And the that's way she It's not exactly true. Yeah, yeah. and the way she reacted, that's a good amount of money per hour. Yeah, I mean, in most places in America, $15 is a phenomenal that's hour. true in most places we in live America. in los angeles california <laughs> where that is pennies yeah, that true. is you make rent yeah you don't make any other bill you make rent you make rent yeah figure out how to pay your utilities <laughs> that's where your second job comes in but yeah if you're making 15 an hour and you move to texas you get a three-bedroom house yeah two-bedroom house yeah. um yeah, let's, 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 i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go here. too crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's 17 an hour yeah, yeah true yeah, my uh, my brother. I remember he he showed me like his place and stuff. I was like, God damn, dude! 
fucking need to somehow get California pay and then head out there. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, my sister has a mortgage. Hmm. That's less than my rent. God damn. For a a three bedroom. No, a two bedroom, two living room house with a backyard and a in-ground small pool. Yeah. And, and you, everything. You know what else? You can also like have this guy because like this is a normal thing my mother always brought up. You can talk to almost everywhere else in the, in America. You can talk to a landlord and be like, "Do you are you guys open to rent to owning?" And they, a lot of times they'll, they'll have the discussion. You know, they have their own opinions. Like, no, I'm not interested in selling at this point. You know, whatever. But they'll at least talk to you about it. In L.A., do you guys rent to own? No, you'll be renting forever. That's it. Yeah. You're like, damn. Okay. Well, they also hear is like the, the first steps in what a bunch of companies are trying to do across the United States of America, mm-hmm. where they're just outbidding people on houses by unimaginable sums. So you, yeah. you can't buy a home. Out here, if you notice, a bunch of houses are being, people are leaving them, and then they're being torn down. And then on that plot, they're putting up apartments because they want to keep people in a rent structure in the city. Mm. They don't want people to own here. Mm. at all even so even a lot of houses here are rented houses so a company owns the house or owns the property and they keep everyone in the city in renting it yeah. makes more money for the companies it makes more money for the the local government it makes more money for all that stuff yeah so it's much better for them to have us in that situation of course just not good for us much worse for us <laughs> that's why people are leaving california on moss to everywhere else yeah Everyone can tell that I love this state, right? <laughs> Nothing <laughs> I'm a, but love. I'm a huge fan. Like <laughs> everything about it is my favorite. Golden Coast is where Justin will be. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's like they used to have. They used to sing songs. It's like uh, I wish they all could be California girls. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking around. I'm like, wish they all could be. T- yeah dude i always love those when you're making something up in a song and you're like this isn't gonna fit but i'm I'm gonna make it so you just like prolong the word. more syllables yeah dude let's just yeah. give texas three more syllables it'll be fine no one will notice yeah but the, i mean i i just i really i really like this kind of stuff where somebody just perseveres yep. and this girl's going to persevere and she's never going to give up on what she wants and she's always going to do her best uh, I think that there's not enough of that kind of stuff around for people to see and want to follow in the footsteps of mm. I feel like a lot of things these days are a how many people and how much of the story can be how set back our characters are and why they're allowed to do things because they're set back. And it's really cool to be in a position where I can complain a bunch and I can say, oh, well, I had this happen to me in my past, so you can't expect me yeah. to do my best. That's like what the the culture has pushed us towards. Mm is everyone wants to have a thing they can complain about to then say that they shouldn't have to try their hardest. Because, mm. oh, this thing is from my past or this thing is about my uh, whatever my representation of my humanity is. Therefore, the world is against me. It's already hard, so why should I try? Yeah. And that's like the cool thing. And you get social credit points for 
being in a in a harder life group than everybody else. Yeah. When really we're all getting chopped off at the knees and we're all <laughs> doing our best, like struggling. Yeah. This isn't all uh with that that one little like one of back in the day when memes were barely but a thing when that when there was like the uh the contest of whose whose past is darker in Naruto when it's like you just see Sasuke like oh my parents were killed you know it's 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 pretty rough you see Naruto like at least you had parents right I, you know I I I lost everything before I even got anything and then Gara just walks in they're all like oh never mind never mind we're good yeah. <laughs> like, shut it down I was watching things about uh about Naruto yeah. Somebody Dragon Ball Z Kai or Dragon Ball Kai's Naruto, but even more. Okay, like cuts out anything that isn't exactly pertinent to that part of the story at that moment. So you can watch the last fourteen episodes of the show. Yeah, in eighteen minutes. Damn, and, and they're they're hard ass cuts too. Damn, it's like it'll be halfway through a sentence. The rest of that sentence didn't wasn't necessary. <laughs> We're just immediately to the next part. <laughs> I was watching some of those and okay. the amount of the end of Shippuden yeah where it's just like uh stacked ninja stacked ninja ninja of of lore and history and mythology gara <laughs> not even naruto's there but it's like like the best of the best of the best sir and gara's one of them <laughs> yeah, yeah. like this dude from jump was one of the scariest mofos in the world. Like, they're not even asking Sasuke to be with them. They're like, where's the sand guy? Bring him. Bring him. Did you hear about his mom? Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. Okay, that guy will destroy worlds for us. You didn't... Uh, did you ever hit that part where uh, the, the Kages? I think because that's what you're talking about because that's all like the loaded characters. And Yeah, it was like, like Minato had the... the kunai in his mouth and yep. like his arms were gone or something yeah yep uh and then it, yeah it had it had all those guys regenerated and then gara yeah dude, they were all like we're using gara like yeah. gara's on our <laughs> dude they well he was uh that was also like a fucking dope ass moment where it was all the kages were all versing madara and stuff and then you see fucking gara doing his best and by the like the best part of that was there was this huge debate where because gara's the best defense of anime of, of uh ninja fighters he he had the strongest defense no one could get through it unless you had like you know, eight, uh, it was six gates open. Like, you know, who the hell has that? You're not getting through. And even then he had a backup to his backup. So then came the Raikage and he, he, his whole thing, I've talked about it before on the podcast that he had the best defense and the strongest offense. Cause he covered himself in chakra and then hauled ass at like a buck 50 and you couldn't catch him. But Naruto turned it around. It was like, all right, you're going to use Saint claim to have both. Well, you're going to find out if one of those is true. So he fucking whipped his arm back at him and hit himself. Either your defense will break or it will hold. So one of the two. And he pierced right through himself and stabbed himself. He's like, well, you're a better spear than you are shield. Congratulations, Gara. You're officially the strongest shield. So like within the day of that fight, he has just been awarded the best shield ever because the other guy just got his title removed from him. So now, Gara, congratulations. You're the biggest defense of all of the Kages. Good luck against Madara. And he did his best. He really did. Yeah. Yeah, didn't stand a chance, but you know he did his best. Yeah, too bad Itachi wasn't there. It would have been clapped over, <laughs> Dude, done so fast. So fast. Dude, I put up on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yesterday, I put up, Goku would get fucking bodied by Sephiroth. Changed my mind. <laughs> Damn. Dude, I'm telling you. Yeah? True. That's, that's true and real. 
Goku would get bodied by Sephiroth. Yeah, I, I can't. I I honestly can't give an opinion. I've only fought Sephiroth once in the remake. You know what they haven't done to Goku yet? What? Here, here. I'll make this easier. Uh, Goku would get bodied by a sword. Change my mind. <laughs> I'll just make it as simple as possible. You know what they haven't tried yet? Just slicing his head off. Yeah. I could beat Goku. <laughs> Easy. Just give me a sword. I'll slice his head off. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and Sephiroth, he can also probably go toe-in-toe with a little bit of the fighting for a while. Goku's a dipshit. <laughs> right? And then yeah. if things get a little hairy and Sephiroth is done with it. Yeah. Just takes out a sword with a with a seventeen a seventeen foot blade, Damn. and from distance, Goku's head's gone. Is he coming back from that? No. Sense of being. No. How's he gonna swallow it? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> His head's gone. They have to put a sense of being in in both sides of the cut, and then just like put them together like Deadpool. And well, they'd have to put of... the sense of being at the end of like a stick, and then shove it down into his stomach. Yeah. And then sew his head back on, and hope that they did it with fast enough. Yeah. Oh, then again, I mean, sensu beans work fast as shit, so I like to think that it starts working in the throat for some reason. No, but his head's still not on. Yeah. It just, it clears him up. It, now you can never put the head back on because oh, it, cures no. the, it cures the wound. Shit. Yeah, so now you hey, definitely, Sephiroth's like, give him the sensu bean. Yeah. Because he planned that out. Yeah. All right, what about versus Trunks? He also has a sword. Well, Trunks would win because he's a swordsman. You fucking son of a bitch. Because he's a swordsman. <laughs> he's coming in here solely for the fact it's Trunks. Because he's a swordsman. So he can fight back against the sword. Goku's got no idea what's going on. Yeah. So I've, I don't know if it was a fan art or it was done by uh, the new artist of the manga. who he, He'll just like make little fun little snippets. Everyone's, he likes Janampa. I've seen him draw him a bit. But there was one where he was drawing, I think his name is Tapion, the one who gave him the sword that retcon um and so he there they were like him and future trunks were duking it out and trunks is like you don't want to make me take my sword out things are gonna get really serious and so all of a sudden tapion's like i know i'm the one who gave it to you and trunks is like what the fuck because it was different it was it was a di- that was trunk future trunks he's like I, d- I don't know where i got this sword from what are you talking about and it's like you fool you gave it to kid trunks that nobody likes those different trunks, so <laughs> those are two totally different trunks. Dude, I could beat that trunks. Damn, um, easy. Kid trunks, yeah, you stand no chance. But yeah, just the uh, I, I really, I really think back to people don't think they need to try anymore. Hmm. I think we need more. There used to be a bunch of shows like that. There used to be a bunch of stories like that, hmm. and, and we've just and- we've fallen really out of favor with with stories uh, uplifting the idea of working hard towards something you want. Mm-hmm. We've just gotten rid of that. I mean, maybe they've shied away from it, from having this attitude of like, keep getting up from it. Like, you know, there was the moments where she was just like, you know, how am I going to do this? And then she's going to snap back up. Like, don't worry about it. Next hurdle. And well, the last movie I can think of that said anything like that, that was in culture. Yeah. Is Batman begins. Yeah. Damn. Why do we fall, Bruce? So that we can... Fuck, I was trying to think of the the, the thing they yelled in the third movie when he, he was also quoting himself there. Why do we fall? And they were like, huh, huh, huh. I feel like there's a little thing, that, the chant that he tries to climb up. That the, we, uh, so that we can get back up. That's the... That's the yeah, teach yeah, that's ourselves the to get back up. Yeah. I was trying that to was the last time. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was the last time. 
Damn. Yeah, see? And you fell on that joke. So why did you fall? So that the future joke, you can you can get yourself back up and you'll crush the next one, bro. No, you just give up jokes, bro. No, I'm going to break your nose. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, so I I actually commented on this earlier was uh, like in another podcast with um very similar moment with uh, Dress Up My Darling, which is, or Doll Dress Doll so one of the new ones. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yep. And, My dress up, uh, darling. Thank you. And he had like that moment, kind of the same moment where he's just laying on the ground. He'd just been crying and just like, this is the worst. My life sucks. It's over. And then he's sitting there in the dark like, okay, well, that's this isn't changing. I gotta, I, I'm gotta, i going to have to do I something. I have to change it. Yeah, I have to. So he just sits up. He didn't even, the best part is I love the fact he didn't wipe his tears. He just sits up. All right, put my bandage back on. Get back to work. Of the sewing machine. And I'm just yeah. like, yeah, that's, yep. Yeah, what's Sometimes the thing? You gotta like, have a little cry and then get back up and jump that hurdle. Well, and just deeper into that, it's laying down and doing nothing is not going to fix the problem. Hmm. Getting up and doing something, if you have a complaint, if something is going wrong, just sitting there and being like, it's, yeah, can't do anything about it. That's not doing anything. That's not helping. That doesn't push you forward at all. Do yeah. something about it. If that something is cutting ties with the situation because there's literally nothing you can do, that's something. Now you're not worrying about that. Now that's out. Now you move on to something new. Yeah. But if there is anything you can do, you get up and start doing it. And as you keep taking those steps forward, you will at some point cross a finish line. Yeah. Like you just need to do. Always need to do. Sitting back and complaining about it and deciding that you can't do anything about it is failing. Dude, this is sounding like one of my dad's speeches right now. Am I a dad? <laughs> My dad always gives it a what we call like the dad talks, where like I I would go to visit him on weekends sometimes, and so he would always like give these really random but like effective but kind of like targeting a bunch of different things speeches. Like he like if you accounted all of the things he's about to talk about in this forty five minute drive, he's going to talk about uh, dating. He's going to talk about uh, being proud of something being talking about uh don't be a prick to your teachers and talk about like uh finding your goal in life he's, he's gonna hit all the marks uh-huh. but at one point you're sitting there and he's and you can tell he's been hitting what's the term like rhetoric for like a for a bit and he's like where was i and he was just giving uh kind of like solid generic advice of like get up make sure to try do get do, every day is the best day you can make it they just said everything I said was stupid, generic garbage. That's I did not. You just I said. No, 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 no. You're no. just like, oh, you get to that point where you're just saying generic trash. Get up, do your best. <laughs> How dare you? But see, that just shows that maybe, as you were saying, uh, I'm the market that it likes to complain, or or has complaining does nothing. Uh, well, I'm doing it. I know. <laughs> Let me do it. No. Damn it. Just, just no. Just a solid no. The. Uh, I, I will say I agree with you on the uh, I feel like a lot of media nowadays is kind of pandering to um, I'm trying to think I don't want to say that it's our you know the generation now likes to complain because it's not that's a lot of people do agree a, but a large, I don't know if a it's large just, portion of people like to just complain right now because yeah. it is it is like a social this makes me cooler than you mm. because I have a harder time than you mm. people use that as a badge of honor now. Yeah. Which blows my mind that people's badge of honor is I have a harder like everything's harder for me, hmm. so I'm just not going to do it. It's a weird, it's a weird thing to wear as pride. I mean, do you think it could have come from uh, like so much? Like, I guess like it all goes back to the term of the. Um, it's a long one. What is it? Uh, weak 
Uh, strong men make peacetime and then, or simpler times, and then simpler times make weak men, and then weak men fuck up the world. I forget the world, but yeah. like So it's it's a long quote, but basically that um, because of all of the things that they've set up to to make people not hide their feelings and share and, and kind of uh, outwardly uh, express how they feel, they almost feel like, well, I can always talk about my feelings. And it's like, okay, you can talk about them, but also do something about them. Don't just be like, well, I talked about how shitty the situation is. Yeah. Now do something about it instead of just talking yeah. about it. Just We just talk about it. Yeah. But there's also... I, I, I firmly believe, and this is just a thing that I've thought for a, a long time now, that we have it so good. Hmm. We have it so, 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 so good as a nation and as a world right now hmm. that all we have is to sit around and think. It's all we can do. We yeah. just sit and think. And our brains are, so, are just very advanced for being animals. We're just animals with big brains and thumbs. Yeah. That's it. So if we aren't actively trying to survive with food and using our brains to solve how to keep ourselves fed. Mm -hmm. We can sit there and think about the most random, stupid shit. Yeah. It's just these existential thoughts that mean nothing. And then we argue over what words we're allowed to say or not. How people talk about privilege, how privileged as a species are we that we get to be like, you know what words you shouldn't be able to say because they hurt people? Yeah. That's nuts to me. Yeah. Like we were talking a while back about uh, you shouldn't you shouldn't barge in on, on nature where an animal's eating another animal. Because mm-hmm. that's what nature is. Yeah. Us sitting on, on these screens, like our phones and on computers and stuff, and typing and being able to send information to the other sides of the earth in a split second. Mm-hmm. We're using that to say those words are hurtful and harmful and they hurt me just as bad as getting punched in the face. No, they don't. Hmm. I can promise you they don't. So I think the our, it, everything's so easy for us as a species and as a collective. Everything's so nice and so cushy and so simple that all we get to do is think. Hmm. It's like I could be as smart as Stephen King if all I could do was sit in a chair and think yeah, yeah he didn't yeah. even have to think about using a voice <laughs> damn you you were like you were like i'm just gonna slide into this one real quick <laughs> kick a man while he's down shit <laughs> he's gone damn yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i just think a bunch of stuff these days is um is geared around the idea that the the only time we see somebody overcoming something nowadays yeah <laughs> is Oh, this is a universal threat, and it's a superhero versus the supervillain, and they need to prevail to save the human race. Yeah, and there's not many. There's there's obviously smaller shows you can I you could point to a bunch of small things. I'm talking about what's in the zeitgeist, though. Um, there's not much stuff that's just, hey, overcome this thing in life that's tough for people sometimes. Yeah, getting that job, mm-hmm. following your passion when it's difficult too, because you have a nine to five. And when you get home, you think, I'm too tired to do it. And that I'm too tired to do it becomes every day. Now you're always too tired to do it and you never get into it. Yeah. That's a hard thing to overcome. There can be something that they they put up this girl. This is exactly what she's doing. And that's why I appreciate it so much is because it's just a thing that all of us go through. And she, to the nth degree, because there aren't humans like this necessarily, maybe some, there aren't really humans like her. That's why it's a show. Yeah. 
but it's something that you can see and be like, that's going to light a fire in my ass. Yeah. I am going to spend 15 minutes doing that thing that I really love because I spent zero minutes yesterday. Yeah. And just 15 minutes is still doing it a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes those days are all you can manage. Those are, those are rough ones when, you know, you're, you're down on yourself. You're like, I didn't do it yesterday or I don't have enough time, but you're like, you know what? I can, I can give 15 minutes. That's what I can give. And you got to just enjoy the 15 that you can give it. Yeah. Yeah. Just the little, you can do little things. Mm -hmm. It's like, uh, I don't know. You, you, you're like, oh, I don't feel like showering today mm. or something, or you, you don't have enough time to just wash your hair then. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you don't have enough time to do a full X, Y, or Z, just do a little bit. If yeah. it's something that you really care about, just do a little bit of it mm-hmm. because that can really snowball off into, ah, well, I'm just too tired. I'm still just too tired. I'm still just too tired. Now I haven't done it for four months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now the thought process isn't, I'm too tired. It's, remember how good I used to be at it though? Yeah. It's going to take me so long to get back to that. So now you're just, you're in this spiral of falling to the ground and you're going to end up losing that for yourself. So just, I, 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 I love that this is showing perseverance and it's giving a character for somebody to look at and be like, I really want to be like that. I really want to push forward. Yeah, I was definitely, I was very much not like that in high school. In my high school, I, I was big about uh, time. I still am a bit, but it's more of like, uh, I hated, um, uh, like I always felt like my time was being wasted. It was my teenage angst that was a big one for me. Uh, and so, the, like, a lot of, uh, like this character, a lot of her time isn't hers. You know I mean, she gets off work and then she has to go track. And then after track, she goes to work. And then when she works, she goes right home and out pass out probably but it, that's not she it's not wasted to her yeah she moved to follow track track is not wasted time for her mm-hmm. she is going to work so that she can support herself and do that to help her family that is not wasted to her mm. school is not wasted to her like she's doing these things systematically as unwasteful as possible yeah she's following a dream with track no way track practice is wasteful to her yeah so you just have to find the things that Doing them, they might be wasteful to somebody else, but doing them is is what they want. That is part of the day that they've carved out for themselves. Yeah, I remember uh, for a bit when I was working a uh, uh, the gro- uh, grocery job uh, for a bit, like when I was losing weight and I was, you know, felt good about myself. But I got to a point where I was like, you know what? Uh, I don't know why, but uh, oh, I think I was. Uh, that's when I began drawing. I started kind of teaching myself how to draw, and uh, it got hard. Like you know, because I'm like, I don't care about the job. I just want to draw. But then it was almost, it was hard having so much negativity on one thing and then having a positivity on the other because then it started to leak over. So I was like, you know what? What if trying to do my absolute best at this grocery job? And I, I was crushing it. They, they wanted to offer me, uh, offer me up a manager job. And I was like, oh, that's very sweet. But uh, no way I'm making this a career. Thank you, though. But I was, you know, just giving it my all. I went into work, you know, night, uh, perfectly on time, nice, clean, cut, fresh, gorgeous ready for a day um all this that stuff so gorgeous look at that <laughs> let's, let's calm down the uniform nice i was wearing cut was gorgeous. gorgeous bro uh and so you know i just gave it my all and you know really tried to like i don't get commission when i was there but i would sell the shit out of some cheese you know what i mean and so i i was doing my best and it felt good to care about stuff because then that bleeds over into a lot of the stuff you do so you know it's i i agree with the mentality that she's kind of tackling on like if you're doing something Go balls to the wall with it. 
So yeah. it'll, it will bleed over into the things you love. There's always going to be tough days. Oh, yeah. In anything. Like, there's always going to be tough days no matter what. Yeah. But that's like one of my big things for me, and nobody else has to do this, but one of my big things for me is no matter where I am or what I'm doing, I want to, I, I like to have my brain be in a spot where I can look around and find something in the room and just make myself laugh at it. Hmm. Even if I'm not like, ah, 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 like something like that. Just in my own brain, I can look over at that thing and, and just like smile. Yeah. <laughs> like okay. just have it anywhere I am. If I'm walking around outside, I just I just like to be in a spot where I can I can find something and be like, why is that funny? Hmm. And then make myself be happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it's not easy. No. It's tough. But uh I just would rather there's the in dodgeball, true underdog story. <laughs> One thing that Vince Vaughn's character says is if you never have expectations, they can never be broke. Like you, you can never be hurt. Yeah. Kind of. Or when people are talking about love, like things about like, oh, well, if I just never uh, uh, love them or never show somebody love, then I can never be heartbroken. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what a horrible way to go about it. <laughs> I would love, I would love to just be in such a bad place because I was so high and then something really screwed it up. Because being able to go that low means there are highs. Yeah. You know? Like, being able to get that messed up means that there is something there that you can find again. Mm. If you're just neutral the whole time, that has to suck. Yeah. That has to be horrible just to always be on this straight line of, ah. (laughs) Ah. Yeah. You know? I think I'm going to get into the Johto's, though. Let's get into it. Let's fucking crush it. First of all, uh, Hiori Suzuki is... Way too close to Haruhi Suzumiya. Suzumi, not oh Suzuki. Uh, Hiori Suzumi is way too close to Haruhi Suzumiya for me. I just need to throw that out there. She is a reincarnation of her. Um, no. Well, uh, they're fairly similar. Like, just always gumption. Just always get up and go. Just push forward. Yeah, keep going. Not much of a... not the, This new one was not a bitch, though. So that's appreciated. Haruhi was vicious. I, dude, I wouldn't call Haruhi a bitch. She could be. Could be is different from just is. He had to get through a pretty big wall for her not to just treat him like shit. But she wasn't doing it out of malice. Sorry, I am I am completely derailing your Johto. I'm sorry. Uh, um, so at, at the, the thing that I was going for is at a young age, we have to make massive choices that will affect our future, from college majors to the jobs that we choose, just all those different kind of things. We choose them. I mean, I wrote a report about what college I wanted to go to when I was 14 years old. Jeez, why is a 14-year-old figuring out the college that they want to go to? Yeah. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life then. I actually found out that I wanted to act my senior year of high school. <laughs> uh, so that was very late on in life. Yeah. Well, in comparison. Yeah. The 18 is still not late on in life by any <laughs> means. But in comparison, that's that's pretty late. Um, with an ever-shifting understanding of, of ourselves, uh, passions that we have, I think it's necessary. We've kind of talked a little bit about it, but I think it's necessary to keep yourself open to uh, to new things, trying new things, um, and changing your path to an extent, because the reason it comes into this show is she she went to Tokyo. She left her small town and her family because she wanted to pursue track. She knows she loves track. She wants track to be the future. Mm-hmm. And while she's in Tokyo, she's she's now she's choosing to get a job and she's choosing to do all these things. Probably work more in the school also. So she's leaving herself open to try new things. And 
one thing that it seems like we do a lot is when we're growing up, we choose a college, we choose a major, we choose a life. Yeah. And we've decided we've put so much work into that. Anything else is going to be wasted. If I did all this time for, for this degree, now if I try to chicane it over into something else, I wasted all that time. Yeah. But we're not thinking about the fact that if you want to do something else, it's because you don't like what you're doing now. It's not wasting the past because you're actively wasting your future. Mm. It's like uh, the potential energy of your life. Mm. Like if, if you're looking at, the, I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but if you're looking at the past and you're thinking, okay, so I spent four years in college mm-hmm. for this degree and now I don't like my job, but I'm not going to change it because that would be a waste of those four years. The potential of your life is another 60. <laughs> yeah. So because of those four, you're deciding the next 60 are going to be trash because you don't like the job and the life that you put yourself into. Yeah. So if you think about the potential energy of your life, that far outweighs what you think was wasted in this small amount of time right here. Yeah. Even though it feels big in your life right now when we're 22 23 years old graduating college four years is a large part of your life Mm -hmm. but at 22 you're thinking ah yeah 60 more years of my life do i want to spend it in this profession that i chose when i was 15 years old as a child (laughs) an actual child yeah um i don't know i think a bunch of people just they choose a thing early on and it's a massive decision for their life and then if they don't like it they stay in it because they think of a waste uh, but I, I, I really think that people need to keep their minds open towards what they could like in the future and, and always just try new things. Uh, one of my friends just started trying woodworking a little bit ago, really loves it. So just does for fun, does woodworking, makes gifts for people out of wood. Fuck yeah. Um, I feel like not enough people keep their minds open towards just little things that might be nice that they'll like. Yeah. Uh, because my- they think it is a waste of time. My um my mom is actually a great example of that one. We uh when I was growing up, my mom was always uh, doing office jobs and stuff. And then I learned of her education, kind of the same as you were saying. Like for a while, she she decided she was gonna be uh she was gonna go into business, um and so she was a tax attorney, um and then she got I think a master's in accounting, and then uh she got a master's in something else that was also business related, um and then she just fucking chicaned to cause she'd always she liked going to school she just went to um uh, the, now she's getting a doctorate in uh the study of i think it was like the um uh the the importance of music on humanity so she just one day she was just like i want to do this with the rest of my time and she did and she's much happier for it she's going to she's going to ireland all that stuff and very late in life that she decided that she just wanted to change it um and that, i guess that was also really helpful for uh, me growing up because I, I decided when I was I think like six I was like I'm going to be an actor because I saw Robin Williams in Aladdin and so I was like I'm going to be an actor and then went out here did it for maybe I went to school for it and all that stuff did it for maybe a month and a half was like fuck all that and so I went straight to uh, working in a grocery store and giving up and then I found drawing because of what you said because I hated doing the thing I was doing and then I found drawing and I loved it and also looking at, you know, I, I don't when people be like, oh, so you feel like you regretted going to the college? I'm like, no, 
I met a lot of great friends. I met you. I met Linda, my fiance. Like I met, uh, I met people that I have great friendships with, but I also, I feel like the things that I learned in that school have helped me through with life. Like, you know, I, I uh, they were saying before, like, um, uh, standing up, uh, what a public, public speaking is one of the biggest fears in the world. I don't really have that problem. If I have to, I'd fucking crush that. I got it. No problem. That's, I, I don't, I, I literally was, that was what I was going into. That was never the problem I had. More of the problem was the, the living day to day, uh, never knowing what your day was going to be like, terrified the shit out of me. I hated that. So that is a rough one that I couldn't stand like waking up and be like, oh, do I have work today or am I going to be broke again? Check my auditions. Fuck. And I just, I hated broke. the anxiety often broke and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm extremely and already a very anxious person. So it's just something that like scheduling wise, I didn't like how that felt and I didn't like it. So I was like, I'm out, but I loved the acting part and I liked all that stuff. So then we ended up, you know, I draw and then we found, and then you were, you know, we came up, we had vicious opinions on anime. We're like, you know, we both know how to publicly speak. So we, we have found these little meetings. You found these ways that came from, I don't want to say strife, but it came from an area you weren't trying. Yeah. Yeah. It came from shit that you weren't fans of, but you tried other things and then you find things you like doing. So, yeah. Yeah. And so who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, I forget her name. The main character girl will absolutely love managing these two. And cause she's just trying something right now and she, she absolutely can keep track. But what if she also loves being in the idol business, being, you know, ho- making sure these guys get to where they need to be and, and stay tippity top shape and watching them grow in their careers. Like that must yeah. feel so rewarding. Well, even she was saying no matter what, yeah, I will get it done. Mm-hmm. So she's going to keep that attitude for it. Even if in the beginning her and them do not get along. Yeah. So she's going to be like, ah, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. She's going to, she could be, I really hate doing this, but you know what? I'm going to crush it no matter what it is. Even though they called me a potato. I'm yeah. I'm going to fucking yeah, That's do fucked this. up. They showed a picture of a yam, by the yeah, way, too. Yeah, dude. What? The, oh, I thought, it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was a sweet potato. That's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But that was just so, so intense. To yeah. Be like, you dude, fucking potato. Uh, it's crazy because there's, if somebody comes up to me, I'm like, hey, dude, what's wrong with you? And they're like, oh, you're a fucking piece of shit dickhead. That doesn't hurt me at all. <laughs> but if I was like, dude, what's wrong with you? And he's like, oh my gosh. You're like a hole in the ground that got filled with a carrot. I'd be like, what? And I'd be very hurt. <laughs> Thinking about that all day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what did he mean by that? Fuck that guy. I'm not a fuck. Like a big a hole filled with a carrot? Is it because the carrot can't fill it out? <laughs> it's because there's space left. Is it, Or am I the hole? Is it life is the, the carrot? carrot the root? Is that a root? Am I a, 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 a root in his canal? What is going on? I need to talk to this guy again. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it, it, I won't, it won't go away. <laughs> and that's how you defeat people, everybody. Yeah. And what Bro, also you're like, like a candy bar filled with cement. What's terrifying was that the blonde dude was nice for almost the get-go. At least it felt that way. And then he turns around and he was like, oh, you're such a potato. I was like, oh, I thought you were the nice one. Oh, he was still staring daggers too. Oh yeah, they and were then, both not nice. Yeah, no, no. Well, then, th- then the fucking awesome moment where she was like, uh, "What was it like? Uh, what uh, what idols do you like?" And she was like, "Oh, the idols." Or no, she was like, "Nah, idols aren't that big a deal." Turns, <laughs> they're they're mid conversation with several women, and they're both just daggers at her. Like, the fuck did you just say about idols? Yeah, I'll kick your ass later. Dude, they're just mad because every girl fawns over them, and there's one girl who didn't even know who they were. And that's the one they'll want. No, that's the rule. Don't. That's how, listen. Hitch Don't taught me one thing. 
Wait, what What was I going to do? No, you go. <laughs> no, I was going to say Hitch taught me one thing was to not care. And then you and then you walk away and they're going to come after yeah, you. Yeah, but are, are you really going to take your advice from a cuck? <gasps> cuck will, bro. Hashtag Damn. cuck will. Keep my cuck's name out your fucking Keep mouth. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Well, that's not the only thing that's been in her mouth every oh. day for the last few years, Will. I'm sorry to tell you. He said she ain't got no nipples. Dude, he said she been sucking dick like they're hot dogs. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dude. I still, that's still my favorite moment of that entire night was was Chris with that little tiny bit of like, oh, I could. I could ruin your And then life. he just stops himself right there. He's like, you are on live television. Not say anything else. Yeah. First of all, and then uh, I think it was I forget who I was watching. Uh, I think it was General Sam or whatever. Like they made a joke. Like it's like, what if he just doubled? It just kept doubling down. Will has to keep coming up, smacking him, walking back. He says something else. Got fucking come back up. And like at this point, like Will's got like I mean, Chris has no teeth. Keeps fucking spitting these amazing jokes. Like, yeah. How many do you have? God damn it. Yeah, dude. It's just bald after bald after bald <laughs> after bald after bald after bald. Joke. Dude. Oh, just slays him. Yeah. I like that you're training to be a time monk right now. It's really cool for you. Yeah. Um, is there a, wait? Is there a new gender bent doll sim be coming out for oh, uh, Street Fighter right now? Fuck, dude. <laughs> leave her. Leave her alone. No. <laughs> she deserves everything. Yeah, dude. Seriously. Poison. All right. Let's get to the tages topics. Let's the tits, do it. Tits. 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 All right. So I think. Uh... I think anime is the only medium where I've seen managers or management side as anything other than pieces of shit. Would you say that it's due to anime focusing on appreciating the smaller things, or would you say it's more of a side of respect of a title? Isn't there... What is that New Zealand show about music? I'm unaware of it. It's a comedy show. I thought you liked it. Oh, uh, fuck, uh, Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Concords. Yeah. They have their manager, and he's a cool guy, right? Well, he's cool because he's a piece of shit. Oh, and yeah. then there's also Michael Scott. That's true. Is a manager. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, Leslie Nope and uh, Ron Swanson. All right, you know what? I'll actually give you those two are the best examples because they're, they're just happy people, and they're good people that work in the management. Ron Michael Swanson Scott's kind of a, a dick. Yeah. yeah, but he's a good manager. He even... He firmly has, you know good work ethic and stuff yeah just not with government but yeah I, I i see what you're going for here i just i mainly meant like um, you're talking about like uh, entertainment managers yeah like like like, like the main character like of a show kind of like like because because we also did just watch um your boy kong ming so he's becoming a manager of a musician kind yeah. of deal i guess it's um it's more of like the the happiness of the title of manager like the respect of like a level of man. It was like, you know, we got devil's part timer. He is beyond thrilled every time he gets any form of like, not a promotion, but you know, upwards in like a new, um, they're like, all right, you're on the fry fry later. Now he's like, I've never been more excited. I'm going to crush it. And I know he's a fantasy character, but it's still like, do you think that's because it's, those are the main characters and they're moving up into that position? Uh, and, and if they, they started a show, where someone was just already a manager, hmm. it wouldn't be the same way. Well, because I mean, there's almost a a uh, moving up in the world is exciting. Yeah. So going from flipping burgers to being a manager at the place is like, let's freaking go, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, and then again, I, I've, well, I've who are the dicks? I just sorry. Who are, who are, I don't really know shows about managers being dicks. Oh, I uh, 
I was just trying to think of like shows where like um, I can't think. I don't. I don't watch many shows. Well, and then movies too. Matthew McConaughey is the agent slash manager in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, he's like the dopest dude. He's the be- yeah, but above him is an even piece, a bigger piece of shit though. Well, he he owns the uh, yeah the company. The that, company. That was the so he's yeah, yeah. yeah he's like the he's like the production company owner. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I think that's more of a power thing. I think no matter what, it's like the highest uppity up in power is usually uh, one of the bad guys of a film, quote unquote, because people with more power are usually the bigger bad guys. You can't have like a homeless person be the bad guy of a film. They hold no sway. <laughs> like, you can have the homeless guy be the main character of a film because I've seen hom- a hobo with a shotgun. Yeah, because they can do like that. They're they are the underdog. They can do yeah, something. They you can't have the villain be the underdog. Yeah. So I guess it would be it would be like uh, the the last bit of like kind of like the more of like the respect or the rising of the title. But I I was just thinking of um, I just feel like managers in general are usually seen as like any form of boss is kind of seen as more of like kind of like uh, not your enemy, but that they will choose the company over you because it's their job. They have to run. That's not about you. It's about the the job itself, and they need the con the the work to get done it doesn't entirely revolve around you or the main character. So it's kind of nice when, you know, an anime is like devil's part timer or this one where the girl is going to be a manager where this this is important to her. She is now a boss, but we get to see it from her side and not the other people looking up and instead her looking at them. Well, the actual manager chicks were kind of assholes though, right? Yeah, let the last little bit of them. Yeah, they kind of tossed her to the wolves in that one. They were just yeah. kind of like, they're like, yeah, well, we liked your resume. Here you go. No experience needed. And they were doing Deal that with them. Not even just like at her. They were doing that at them. Mm. I think they were kind of, but the, those guys are dicks. So the managers are probably dicks because they're tired of the guys being prima donnas. Yeah. Because they were kind of like, oh, you don't like them and you're in that class? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Put these guys in their place a little bit. Uh, it could probably be just a, simple uh, a lot of the dick ones i'm not talking about the good yet but yeah, yeah. a lot of the dick ones could be simple as it's so much more relatable to for on moss people thinking that their boss is not necessarily or their manager is not necessarily on their side yeah uh and even if you have a great boss and a great manager you can still relate to the idea that the person above you is somebody that you see almost with vitriol yeah. Of like you are above me. Uh, you're also sometimes they're a lot younger than you too. And you're like, what in the world? Yeah. Like, why is this person who's 24 telling me what to do when I'm 30? Oh, it's the worst kind of thing. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I was, uh, at the, one of the jobs I was working recently was I, I, I was very lucky to have a lot of really good managers. It really does change the feeling of, of being able to work and keeping your work ethic kind of going. Uh, when you know that you have someone on your side who's a little bit above you, but also um, willing to work with you or willing to kind of go the extra mile in that way and not feeling like they're just this corporate shell. Uh, and it feels like you're a teammate instead of you're just a a dog who will do the job. But even with that, when you're watching something, you can relate to the idea that they are the a bad boss. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm just so, saying that yeah. it's easy to have the bad boss because it's super relatable for a bunch of people. Okay, a bigger swath of people, I would say that is why there's usually the uh, the the boss that's annoying, the boss that's breathing down your neck, the boss mm. that's doing all those kind of things. Because it's more of I yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's true. It even is a if, lot more relatable. Yeah, even if all of your managers and all of your bosses are amazing, you can think of how much it would suck. Yeah, 
for yeah. them to be terrible. Mm-hmm. You can relate to it uh, secondarily almost with the idea of it. Yeah. Uh, I think that this is a, this is another thing of well, one. I do think there are quite a quite a few examples of great bosses and great managers and agents and stuff in media. Um, a lot of times, comedy, which I think is also telling because the comedy slant to it is this is different. Michael Scott is a different boss because he tries so hard to have everyone love him. Yeah, um, absolutely. And anime kind of. We've talked about this before, but they throw so many things at the wall. Best manager. What if we had that? <laughs> yeah. That they're going to explore that more than if you if you go to if you go to NBC, you're like, I have a great idea. So this is the this manager is the sweetest person in the world. They're like, nobody wants to watch it. Fuck. Get it out. Mm. Who cares? Like yeah. we don't try as much stuff. Yeah, so you you think it might also be a hint of like a culture thing, like that we wouldn't relate to that one as much, like to this story if this wasn't an anime. I doubt that it's. I doubt that Japanese managers culturally are nicer than American managers. Yeah, I feel like that's not. Yeah, I, feel I, like I, I highly doubt that. I feel like that's just kind of in general. I feel like you're just kind of like it's a coin toss of if you're going to get a manager you like or not. It's you know I've. You know, I feel yeah. like I, I feel like I've had wor- more worse managers, but I also I can I can for sure remember quite a few good ones, and so I think yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of as you were saying, like the company will either or not, the the studio will either go for it or they won't. But either way, I think there is a relation to the story, especially like I seeing from her side looking in on them is actually going to be a nice little refreshing breath of seeing how maybe your manager is struggling, having a rough time and being like, I just, I need to schedule them for the love of God. My life's a nightmare. And then they come, you come to work and they're like, ugh, you're so mean. And the manager's like, you have no idea what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be kind of cool to see that side. That's going to be fun. Yeah. So I know that, uh, this won't be the same because this is a very different, like she didn't work in this, if she was an actor or a music person and then switched over to the managerial side, then it would be this, but it's not going to come out in this show. I know that my dad working on planes, he's worked on planes his whole life. And then he got a managerial position and he was so like, he hated it. Mm -hmm. He was a manager for specific airplanes with people. So his job wasn't to do anything with the airplane. He managed people's time and he managed their, when they went on trips what money they needed to be getting managed the money that they spent with the card, the business card managed all that. And he's like, I'm not working on an airplane. I hate this. I hate being a manager for an airplane because I'm a manager for people and I don't like doing that. Mm. So then he moved back to a different area where he's just working on planes again. Hell yeah. So like as a manager, if you don't like to just crunch numbers about when people are in and out, yeah. That would probably suck. <laughs> like, I don't want to be, I would never want to be a manager of something that I love to do. Yeah. Because if it's something that I love to do and I've worked hard in it up to the point where they're like, you want to be a manager for it? It's like, oh, I'm not going to do the thing that I want anymore. Yeah. And instead, I'm like, going to crunch numbers for the rest of the workers who yeah. are doing the thing I want to do. Fuck off. Yeah. And I have to give any form of bad news or strictly business news. And I just get to see them do their thing. And uh, I get to go hang out in the office all day. Yeah, I'm the one who I do all. They do all the fun, and I fire people. (laughs) Dude, I have to. I have to go up and be like, "It's the second time you're late this month. I'm gonna have to breathe down your neck right now." And I don't want to, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You get the whole management is breathing down my neck thing. 
And it's like, come on now. It's just the, the, what's the, uh, in therapy terms, uh, the, the, some, the cycle of abuse just goes down yeah. and down. It's like the company, by the way, manager, <laughs> the company won't be on your side either. Yeah. yeah I'm just telling you right now. Yeah. So you better pick a side fast. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Damn. I'm right next to you. So <laughs> what's more dangerous? <gasps> Damn. Just saying. Justin be threatening his managers. Hey, that's sometimes that's what you have to do no, to get your point no, across. No. Sometimes it's what you have to do no. to get your point across. Everybody do not do, no, threaten see, your I was managers. Working at, when I was working at Barnes & Noble, they had this thing where they were like, okay, so uh, once a, every week we're going to have this list. And if it has your name in it, then that week you're in charge of cleaning the fridge and cleaning the microwave. And they put the thing out and it's like a lottery. So you pick a name out of a hat. And I said, you can put my name on there and I will not do it. <laughs> and they're like, no, you have to. Like, this is what we do. And I said, I will not yeah. do anything with the fridge or the microwave. I've never used the fridge or the microwave. I will never use the fridge or the microwave. I think it's disgusting. Every time I've been at a job where there's a fridge and a microwave at a workplace, I don't touch them. I will not clean it. Hmm. The funny part is I was arguing with two of the managers back and forth with this Yeah, in front of everyone Yeah, because they announced it at one of our quote unquote, like the meetings before you start and go out. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, no, I won't do it. Well, you have to, you won't, or I won't You're going back and forth. And I was like, I got, if, I don't know how best to get this point across. I said, uh, I don't subscribe to this communist view of how we should be running this place right now. <laughs> Where this fridge is our fridge. If I don't use the fridge and I don't use the microwave, then I am not in charge of cleaning either of them. Yeah. And then the next day, they're like, we're going to stop this for now. <laughs> we're going to table this. And uh, the next day, one of the managers comes up to me. Uh, she wasn't one of the ones that I was arguing with at the time. She was in a different room. Yeah. She came up and she's like, Justin, can we? So I go into the manager's office and I sit down. And she's like, I went through the bag and I took your name out. Yeah. <laughs> so you never have to worry about doing the fridge or the microwave. Fuck yeah. I was like, see? <laughs> see? Argue. Crushed it. And make points, though. Yeah. You can't just say, no, I'm not going to do it. You have to make points as to why you wouldn't do it. And for those of you watching The Boys Season 3 right now, make waves. That was a, that was a really intense make reference. Make waves. I, yeah. That. Or... Even if it's small, make ripples, okay? <gasps> Beautiful. Yeah. But make something. Yeah. Don't let that water be still. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it. See, you know, everything that we talked about tonight? Yeah. In the, in the, in the, in the, I was going to say stream, <laughs> podcast. Yeah. About just persevering, pushing forward what she represents in this show and how you need to attain what you want to attain. Yeah. All if instead of listening to this hour and 20 minute podcast, yeah. you just want to look up Shia LaBeouf screaming, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> Don't let your dreams be dreams. You will get the exact same point from that. Yeah. And you'll probably get more hyped. Cause yeah. that's a lot of so hype much more hype. And then you're going to want a rat tail too. <laughs> you just will after you see Shia in that video. Damn straight. <laughs> and on Shia LaBeouf, I think we're going to end it. And as usual, we hope you guys have a great afternoon, morning, night, wherever you are. Just do it, and we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>